All right, hey, it's Ronin Man, episode four. And uh, today we're going to talk about a guy who changed my life. Uh, was an older man. I was 26 years old. And I talked about him. I mentioned him in another podcast, but today we're going to get a little deeper into uh, how one person, like one older man, can really change a young guy's life. Uh, this guy uh, really changed my life in a lot of ways. So here we're going to talk about him. We'll just call him the Big D. Big D. <laughs> He is because his name started with a D. So actually, his name was Don. Doesn't matter. His name was Don. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, what were you going to ask about that? Okay, cool. So this is really awesome. We were talking before, and uh, after we did the, the last episode, I was asking uh, Roaning Man, I was asking him, um, uh, so what, what made you be this way, your viewpoints about um, marriage and stuff like that? Where'd you get that knowledge? Where'd it come from? And he was mentioning this old guy when he was younger. He was mentioning this guy that taught him all this stuff. And I was, and he said that what this old guy told him, like what Don told him, really changed his life. So I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. And Ronin Man was like, yeah, let's do a podcast about that. Yeah, 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 sure. You know, there's so much stuff, and it's, it's hard to put it into, like, you know, to remember back to everything. Because yeah. when you learn something, you forget how you learned it. Like, do you, nobody remembers how they learned how to tie their shoes, you know? Yeah. It's like, who taught you? Like, how did you, do you remember how you folded them over each other and did it wrong? Like, for some reason, once you learn, you forget who taught you. So I'll do my best to kind of resurrect because I think this is very important. Because without Dawn, I think I would have been married uh, very young because, you know, I was very active dating. I dated a lot of nice girls who were, you know, very dateable, very marriable, you know, marriageable age. Good girls, good families, sexy funny athletic you know what i mean they kind of had all the things you know like they looked like good baby making machines you know what i mean from a you know just from an evolutionary point of view you know what i mean and then like very uh, dangerous for a guy who doesn't want to get married right so <laughs> and so don don really like helped me in so many ways so let me think here so what what was it that really started was well i'll tell you the situation when i when i met him uh, he came over to where i was in japan and at the time, I had like all these girlfriends, right? I had like tons and tons of girlfriends, right? And I was kind of in the, I was kind of in the, really in the groove, like I was just, just dating these girls. I was just, I was doing pickup like crazy. This is before pickup was even a thing, right? This okay. is like 1991, 1992, you know? And I was just like, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. And I just like, and we had, a, I had a group of guys and we didn't call it pickup, but we, you know, we call it meeting chicks, but you know, uh. we were just like, go meet chicks, meet chicks, get their numbers, you know? And, uh, and then, and then, uh, so Don came along and he saw me, he was kind of like, he would come over and he would do like to a convention and stuff like that. And he was a friend of a friend. So he would come in and then he'd blow into town and then he would, we'd hang out and he would see my phone ringing all the time, you know, and then he would like watch me answer and he was kind of studying me, right. You know, kind of like watching me and, and then he kind of like would start to, you know, teach me that women were not, uh, angels. You know, they, they were not like perfect. Like I, I wasn't like, I think he was the first one that kind of brought it into my mind that I wasn't, my purpose in life wasn't to be like a, a vehicle for a woman to be happy. Like I wasn't, my job is not to work hard to give a girl money and to, to, to make her happy, you know? And it was like, and, and he started like pointing out like women are, can be selfish. And, and, it, and also it, like a lot of things he just kind of pointed out that was like really true was that a lot of the inventions uh, in history were man. Men invented most things. Mm -hmm. 
you know, like if you look at electricity or yeah, yeah, yeah. the computer, the internet, uh, anything from, you know, materials like rubber and different, different things as often guys would, would invent stuff. And, and he, and he was like very pro guys, you know, and like, I was like, Oh, I never thought about it. Like I never, none of this is back in 91, 92. I, nobody even talked about anything. You know, like it was like totally new. I was like, Whoa, you know, I felt it was kind of, I felt it was kind of wrong to say anything bad about women, you know? Cause I mean, you know, of course you love your mom and, Whenever somebody would say, so whenever Don would say something bad about women, I would kind of think, well, what about my mom <laughs> or something? You know what I mean? Like it was like hard to separate, you know, like it, it wasn't, I guess I'm saying it was, I think I was, it wasn't easy for me to kind of get to this, to get to the point where I learned about women. It wasn't easy. It was, it was a really, for me, it was a lot, it was a rocky road. It was a rocky road. And um, he would come into town. I remember like, I remember like I would date all these girls and he was like, he was kind of like, you know, like basically like just doesn't matter. You know, like I would, I would date the girl and I would say, oh, you know, this one's really good. He's like, yeah, whatever, Paul. Like basically like whatever. And I was like, no, no, this one's like really special. And he was like, Don was always like, yeah, whatever. Just, just get your stuff done. Forget about this girl. Get your stuff done. Get some work done. Let's do this. Let's do that. You know, start a business. Invest in this. Let's get this going. Let's do that. How are you doing with work? And he would always like. He was he always like would like like poo poo anything with relationships or like if I if I phone rang when he was there and I would answer it and walk away from him he would scold me for that he's like oh, yeah. he's like what are you doing like you know like is this you know just tell her to call you back you know just just don't answer you know it's like and you know and I was like oh well but she called I thought if a woman called you have to answer basically you know you have to and if she asks you anything you have to tell the truth you know you have to you, you're like a truth serum she's like a truth serum for you you know and. Dawn started putting these things in my mind that, that, that there was many more important things in my life, that my life was going to be long and I was going to have a lot of opportunities. and There's always going to be women in my life. And he said, look, Paul, I'm 73. And then he said, you know, like, I've always got women. Like, he has so many women after him at his age at 73. Really? Yeah, like tons of women. He said, he told me, he goes, there's only more when you get older because, you know, when you're older, women, there's more women than men because men die younger than women. So you, there's only more women as you get older compared to guys and they want to have a boyfriend, you know? So he's like, don't worry about women. There's always going to be women for you. And I was like, I was like, whoa, you know, cause I always thought like, oh, you know, if I don't get this one, like this is going to be the end, you know, like I got to watch out. Like it's going to all end soon. You know, I, if I don't, you know, if, if I mess this thing up, it's all going to be so, you know, it's so important. Right. You know? And he was always like, don't even worry about it. Bail on this chick. Let's go do this. Let's do that. And, 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 and that was kind of like the beginning of it. I watched him too. Is Here he is, 73, and he was like, you know, sleeping with younger women, you know. Uh -huh, like like 22. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How do you know? How do you know? No, because you picked him up in front of me. What? Yeah, when he come to Tokyo, you know. And uh, he wasn't too into Asian girls, so he would date like white girls, but he was picking up white girls, older white girls, a younger white girl, sorry. Wow, like 22. Yeah, yeah, he was very smooth, and the girls loved him. You know, they they knew he was married and everything. You know, but they loved him. He was very lovable with the girls. You know, okay. kind of guy. So he would just like blow through town, and he was very social. He would always bring like if we did something fun, he would always like have us bring girls along, and and they would and, and they, they, he always kind of entertained them somehow. You know, he kept them happy. You know, and they were always kind of like they liked to be part of the. I guess, you know, like a lot of the guys in pickup and stuff, they say, like, be the party. 
you know, like the girls want to be in the party, right? So be the party, you're having fun. He was always kind of doing that. It was kind of like the party's here. And then people would be, all of us excited young guys, and then a, a girl would, and other people would want to join our party, you know? So we kind of like, we had a bit of a, a little like exciting group. We were always excited to be each other, to see each other, you know? And so it kind of motivated us. And then the other thing he did was, because he was kind of, essentially he was kind of teaching all of us at the same time, right? So even though there was like, say, say there's five of us, five guys, like there was like five core guys, you know, that we were hanging out together. And so he would teach all of us. So then we would all teach each other the lessons that we learned from him. So we all, you know, and then also he got us into two books. He got us into this one book, which is The Manipulated Man by Esther Villar, which is a great book, which is a big MGTOW favorite. And I've read that book so many times. I actually wore the paper out twice. That's how many times I read it. Like I wore the paper out. Really? Yeah. Where you can read the ink. Like I just went through it so many times. Wow. And then there was another book called The Predatory Female by the Reverend Shannon, uh, which is a pen name. And I actually... It's a pen name. It's a pen name. And, it, and I No, but I actually eventually, I was so into that book, I actually got a signed copy. Really? Yeah, I actually found the author. Yeah. Wow. He was a mechanic. He was a... Uh, a mechanic for Air American Airlines. How did you find them? I just, I talked about the book to everybody. And then finally I met this guy, just total coincidence. And he said, you know what? I know that fucking guy. And he goes, I can get you a signed copy. And then he, that they, they worked at American Airlines together. Wow. And, you know, he, he, so he knew this guy. And then if you read the book, you can see that he was obviously in the airline industry. So it to totally made sense. So I was like, wow. I was like, no way, no way. That book is long since gone because I've moved so many times since then. But. That was pretty cool. So, but he had these books, and then we kind of would study the books, and we would kind of bring our lessons to him. You know, the manipulated, the manipulated man is a great book by Esther Villar, which talks about a lot of things how how traditionally women will use men, uh, and like society will use men, and just like for a lifetime, you know, just grind them. It's a system. You get in the system. That's that, I guess that's part of my message is that is that a lot of people say you know like MGTOWs will say that it's the women, this particular woman, you know, woman is evil, she'll do this. I don't think so. It's more like the system is set up, okay. you know? Like once you enter the system, it's for thousands of years has been grinding guys out for their whole life. Mm -hmm. So once you enter the marriage system, it's a, it's a merciless system all the way to death, you know? And it's, it's gonna take you down. All, all the girl has to do is join in and then you end up being the guy who, you know, is expected to work all the time you know, women are not expected to work all the time. You know, most, most women, they work part-time or they work when they want to, right? Whereas guys are always expected to work uh, full-time, right? You know, guys cannot work part-time, right? Interesting. You know, yeah. when you're married, you cannot work part-time. Yeah. It's like you're expected as a man, you know, to definitely work. And the thing is, is that a lot of guys, like for me, is, is I didn't realize it when I was younger, but I'm a very creative person. And I... I, I uh, have in my life because I've had a lot of free time because I've been single and I've been able to try so many different things that I realized that I actually do have a ton of talent for different projects and different uh, languages and different things that I would have never known if I would have gone the marriage route because I would have just been, you know what I mean, like another married guy working in a company. Because it's, it's not even easy to start a company if you're married, you know what I mean? It's super hard, right? Because you just, you have to support the family. How are you going to you know, unless you do like a, a, you know, like a huge investment, venture capital, risky company. But if you do any kind of company where you start from scratch and grind it out, you know, like, yeah. 
you know, it's, 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 it's really difficult, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it was, it, was, it, was, it was not just him coming into town and him just like bringing this kind of, I don't know, he, he, I think as young guys, he just kind of gave us this kind of feeling like uh, he kept us on our track to do what we were going to do. And one of them was to get into shape. Which was funny because he wasn't in very good shape. Uh, yeah, but he had all of us in super good shape. Yeah, we had all of us working out all the time. And, you know, we, we were supporting each other, you know. And we were hanging out with each other. You know, we were helping each other. And we were helping other people. We were volunteering in different groups. And we were going out and doing all kinds of stuff, speaking at hospitals. And we, he had us doing, like, very positive things, you know. Uh, and, then, and, then, and, then, and then as a side thing, he would, like, push us to go, like, really be uh, – to meet, to, to, to not be afraid just to, to, to go and, and, and get meet girls, get their numbers. And then just, but it was a side thing for him. It was like never like, he would never leave you hanging and leave with a girl. Like, it was just like, let's have fun. Let's have a great time. Let's go do this cool thing. And then, and then hell yeah, on the way home, you know, on, on the way there, you know, go ahead and, you know, talk to those girls and go do it, you know, go get those numbers, go do it. She's cute. You, she likes you. It's like, she won't like me. She likes you. Look, my friend. You know, he was just get you, like, fired up, you know. And so that was, that was really cool for us, you know. And it was like he wasn't judging us. And we, we were all very different because we were, we were, like, totally different. Like, but he pushed us all to be very good with women, like, at pickup. We actually, we all got very, very good, all of us. We were all dangerous, actually. And one guy was, like, not attractive at all. And he was, like, overweight and he wasn't attractive. And he became... Man, he was good at pickup. Whoo, that guy was nasty good. I mean, seriously, he was so dangerous, this guy. And I don't even know how he did I don't even know how the guy had the confidence to do it. You know what I mean? Because by society's standards, he just didn't look like it. But it's like he was so good. And I was, I was like really stoked for him, you know, because he was my friend. You know, it was really cool to see him really, yeah, yeah. to really go out there and shine, you know. Because I, I, I'm not the jealous type. I, I like my friends succeeding. Because if, if jealousy ever creep, creeps up in my life, I just stomp it down because – it's like I really prefer to see my friends kick ass. I love to see my friends kick ass. I love to see my friends do cool things because I realize that if my friends do cool things, then I'm going to do cool things, right? Yeah. You know, it's like it doesn't help if my friends don't do cool things. That doesn't do – there's no benefit at all. It's stupid, you know. So I, I just long ago learned that I want my friends to totally kick ass, and I'm not afraid of my friends just kicking my ass and everything, you know. That's totally fine, you know. I love that, you know. So it's like I'm always pushing my friends to go do it. Go get that job, you know. Start that company, you know. Talk to that girl, you know, whatever. Just go do it, you know. So I think that all came from Don. Don really Don really uh, sparked that off in us. And, and Don kept coming back to Tokyo for a good 10 years, you know. It was a good 10 years. And every time we would just sit down and we would just, we would like have lunch or whatever. And, and we would hang out for like usually like two weeks or something. He'd come by for a couple weeks. And then we'd spend like maybe uh, maybe like four or five days together, you know. And then we'd always have like one serious talk where we would tell him like what's going on. You know, it was almost like a priest or something, you know. Oh, did you meet him initially? I, I met him through this group that I was involved in. And then he, he was a speaker at this group oh. that I went to. And then that's how I met him originally. But, um, but then th we went totally in another direction, you know. But, uh, but he, he would do this thing where he was just like – it was, it was almost like ask the wise man kind of thing, you know, and he would just sit there and then we would tell him, well, I'm super in love with this girl. Like, I, I really, this, this girl's different, you know, and he would say, they're all the same, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah, he would he, say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all the same. And it, and, and it wasn't like he was like, he was actually quite a loving guy and, and girls really, really like him, you know, and, 
he was quite quite loved in the community too. But it was a way to it was a way to break us out of thinking like like we just didn't have any perspective. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he really meant that they're all the same. He didn't really think that it was it was like it was a way to break us through because we we were just so brainwashed by society. You know, he he really needed to break us out so we could think independently. You know, and 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 get away from just like this you know, knee jerk reaction kind of thinking. You know, so. Mm. Wow, that, that that was really really cool. That's a long to think about. I like how you had the perspective to like to realize that he was just trying to break you out of this pattern. Okay, I see. And what was his story? Because I know you told me about his marriage and his personal life. And uh, what was his philosophy about women? Well, he he um he had been a pilot uh, in World War Two. Wow. Uh, so uh, you know, fighting against the Germans. So then when the war ended, he was in uh, England. And then uh, the British girls at that time uh, would, were, were like, you know, very, very grateful because the war ended and, uh, you know, America had come in and helped England and had won. And the Brattle of Britain had been really brutal. So the girls were like, I mean, girls in general love the victor. They always go for the victor. You know, girls, that's one thing about women. Like they, it's just built into their DNA. Like when the Germans came into France, a lot of French girls went with the Germans. A lot of Dutch girls went with the Germans. You know, it's just a natural thing. It's so built into their DNA to go with the winner. You know, if there's ever like a fight of two guys, girls get very excited. You know, they've actually done physical studies of like vaginal fluids and everything. When there's a fight over a girl, the girls get very excited. You know, um, there's, a, there's a lot of interesting studies about girls and like fluids and like you know, they, they've even done tests of like sound of cars and stuff and found a reason why, you know, people like Ferraris and stuff. It's a, there's been a lot of like scientific studies that, that you can read heartbeat and, you know, lubrication and you can wow. study all this stuff. But, but women, like when there's a fight with two guys, I guess it's from the caveman days, I'm thinking, you know, is like the winner is the stronger one, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't want to say that I'm not an evolutionary biologist, although I've read, you know, probably 50 evolutionary biology books. And I've studied a lot of guys who, who are into that stuff, but I don't want to get too, you know, I'm not, that's not my main thing, but it does come up and it is important because we are, we evolved from simpler forms of life, right? So naturally we have characteristics from these other uh, previous uh, incarnations, right? So, you know, one of them is, 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 is girls want the victor. They want the strong, the winner. Yeah. So he was in the UK then after the war. And if you were an American soldier at that time, the British girls were just like welcoming you. They were like tons of American guys were like getting British girlfriends like crazy. You know, it was like a super hot time. And if you were a pilot, it was even more because the pilots really saved London. Right. So like he was just like like he, the girls were just pulling him into alleys and fucking him basically. Really? Yeah. Wow. Just like just like I mean, he had his American you know pilot uniform on. They just grab him, pull him from just 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 thank him for winning the war. And so he would he. That changed him forever, that whole period, because he was from a very conservative town in North Dakota. But when, when he went to England and then this w- the war ended, I think probably the war had a big effect on him, too, shooting people um, you know, from the airplane and everything. And it was a very simpler time, right? You could see the victim you were shooting. You know? It wasn't like a missile going you know, f- 50 miles away. Right? You could actually see the people you were shooting. right? So you, I'm sure that had a big effect on him, too. And then... And then, and then afterwards, all the girls like sleeping with him, and then him like that was probably his sexual awakening and realization that life wasn't the way he thought. Because all those girls that pulled him into alleys 
were some other girl's princess. Some other guy's princess. Yeah, I'm sorry, some other guy, that's right, some other guy's princess. Yeah. They, they would never do that. You know, the girl, she doesn't even blow, give him a blowjob, right? And she would never do anything besides standard sex. And then here she is, like, screwing guy in public who she doesn't even know his name, yeah. you know, and, 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 and just, you know, absolutely like a sexual, you know, coming and everything, right? So I think Don, that was his thing is he, he, he realized life wasn't, it was a lot more than what he thought it was, you know? So that was probably his way awakening. And then once you have an awakening like that, you're never the same as a guy. That's why I think it's super important for guys to have that awakening. You know, I, I probably had my awakening here in Asia, you know, uh, or no, it might've been in Sweden. I lived in Sweden before Asia and that was crazy. That was super crazy with girls. That was insane. I mean, I had so many crazy experiences in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It just woke me up that like, I think girls have one there. They show one face to the guy that they think is sexy and they show one face to the guy they think is the one going to be married them. Right. Yeah, so I mean, I think I, I, I realized that in, in, in Sweden and then in Asia uh, even more when I realized that I am, the, I am the player, you know, I'm the guy, I'm the player, right? I'm the one that wants to have fun. I'm the one going to give them a good time and, and that. And I'm not going to be the provider. So that's a good position to be in and that's a position that's needed. The girls love, they need, a, they need both, right? We all need both, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and you have a choice in life. Which do you want to be? You can always be one or the other, right? You can either work at McDonald's or you can own a company, right? You have a choice about what you're going to do with your life. It's not a moral choice. It really is. It's like it's, it's almost like a job opening. Like if you open up the newspaper or you open up Craigslist and it says, would you like to, a lot of girls to screw you and come all over your dick and to uh, do all kinds of sexual things with you and love you? Or do you want to have one girl who depends on you for money and depends on you and it's like you get home and she's complaining and she gains weight and you know like it's yeah. it's a slow downhill spiral you know which job would you would you take right like both are necessary you know both both are very wanted both are very needed really you know and i'm not saying that every marriage is like that but i mean there is i mean i can tell you from the player perspective of my experience is that i definitely know that it's very very different the way you're treated if you're on the other side and then like i say the, what do you mean the other side of what? i mean if you're on the player side you know oh, okay. you know so I think uh, I think that that probably affected Don, and that was probably his. I'm guessing his his awakening, and then and then he was never the same. He was just never the same. You know, you go back and you see girls, and you see them acting all sweet and everything, but you know that that that, that same girl in the right circumstance, you're going to be doing all these nasty things that you did with this other girl in the alleyway, and then and then so then and then it just like it's like the red pill for sex for sexuality. And you can never go back the same. You can never go back, you know. And that's 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 what happened with me when I came to Asia in '89. Is I just like, you know, or or in Sweden '89. I was going around the world, right? So I went to Sweden first uh, for four months, and um, you know, I realized that there was this whole part of life I hadn't seen. You know, something like I broke loose from my parents. I broke loose from my friends, and here I was, this like guy on his own. And like that was when it, I really had my sexual awakening. And a lot of people like like it, it really started. It really started in Sweden. And the stories are so crazy in Sweden. I don't really want to repeat them because yeah. they're pretty crazy. Like it was insane. Uh, all Swedish girls, lovely, beautiful girls. So sweet. Um, but also so nasty. Right. And that's just that's the interesting thing about life. Right. So.
So I think so that so so I don't know Don's mid mid course. I know that he um, started a business. He invested in a franchise that was new at the time, and now it's one of the largest franchises in the world. So he made a ton of money oh, really? uh, with a franchise, yeah, a food franchise. Is and still alive? No, no, he passed away. Oof, I don't know how many years ago, maybe fourteen years ago, something like that. Okay. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, no, he. So he had he had he had plenty of money and he would travel a lot, um, and uh, you know then he would just kind of like he didn't really have to work because he owned all these businesses, so he would just like I think, I think the other thing is once you are awake to life, it makes you less want to be part of the system, like you just want to be free so that you're 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 kind of available for this fun stuff that might happen right yeah you know you want to have that you don't want to be locked in when you're at a job all day because you're thinking well shit. You know, there's going to be crazy stuff happening, fun stuff I want to be available for, right? Whereas when you get up and go to work and you go to sleep early, you can't, you know, you're going to miss all that stuff. So I think that's, that's a big part of being MGTOW for me is, is, is one is the awakening to realize that there's so much more to life and, and, and that you don't have to be committed to one girl. There's no need. There's no need for that. That's not, that's, 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 it's necessary for society, but there's always going to be guys who are going to choose that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always going to be guys who that's what they want. You know, and you don't have to want that is what I'm saying. It's okay not to want that. It's okay. It's not, you're not the big rebel. You know, it's just okay not to want to be the provider and to be the other side. And it's not about how you look. It's not about being rich. It's, it really is much, much more of a mindset and understanding, you know. Yeah, wow. This is really, really cool. I really like that story. Definitely a lot to think about, man. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, the sexual awakening part is really interesting because I had the same thing when I came to Asia the first time. I was a virgin, and yeah, and then I got laid twice the first week I was here, and then I had like I slept with seven girls in seven days. It was just it was just crazy. It was just like really like wow. It was just it was just like because I was a virgin like um, uh, for uh, all my life basically, and then then it changed really fast. And then yeah, you never you never become the, the you never stay the same. It's a really good change in your life. I guess so, and uh, yeah, I guess many guys, most guys, don't don't experience that as much. Right, I think that's, so. it's super important if you don't have that experience to know that other guys have it uh, first, because that that kind of could help to break you loose. You know, yeah. like 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 I remember before I traveled, before I started traveling, I read the um, Lonely Planet Southeast Asia guide. You know, and so I hadn't traveled really much yet, but. I read that guide and I was like, oh my gosh, like there's guys out there having a great life. There's guys out there having fun. Uh -huh. They're eating mangoes and sleeping with sweet girls and like swimming in the beautiful ocean. And there's no like, you know, what I mean? there's no corporations around. They're just having a great time. And my gosh, I have to go, you know, and I, and I went, you know, but it was like me seeing them, you know, in, in my mind after reading the book, because I read the whole book cover to cover, you know, I was in the university and, and, I went down to the, I remember there was an international student section. And that time was when uh, the, the, all the Vietnamese people came over on the boat, you know, the boat people they called them. And they came over, yeah, they, they left uh, Vietnam when the communists took over, when the war ended. And they went to uh, usually Hong Kong and then they ended up in, in America. And so there was all these Vietnamese. So at my school was all Vietnamese girls. And I, and I was like looking at them, they looked so different than the girls, like the California girls, you know. Yeah. Because they, they were really Vietnamese girls. Like, they weren't, like, Vietnamese Americans. They were, like, fresh off the boat, you know. 
So they ate different food. They 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 looked different. They talked different. They, uh-huh. you know, they wore different clothes. And I was just like super, like whoa, you know. And I went down to the basement, and then there was a little library, and it had the book. And I sat down and I got the book out. I remember it was a yellow cover, 1972. You remember that? Yeah. Shit. And I started reading it, and it was just like I just thought, this is it. I am gonna be a fucking traveling man. Like I'm gonna travel the world. I'm going to fucking do it. I just made that decision right then. I was looking at all these Vietnamese girls around me and I'm looking at this yellow book and I read the whole thing in that one day. And then I just thought, I just thought, that's it. I'm, 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 this is what I am. I'm, this is the beginning of a new life, you know? And I did, I went and bought a ticket and that was it. I never, I never went back, you know? And so, you know, like that, I think sometimes like, you know, people, when they talk about like men going their own way, they, they really like, they limit themselves so much. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's like, let's hate women or let's, let's, let's look down on women or let's like, uh, I don't know, isolate ourselves or let's like, I think it's much more about the explosion of flavors and sauces and girls and, and sun and cultures and travel and, and, and sunlight. I mean, like, it's like, it's about breaking into this, like, vivi, vi, vi, what is it called? Like, um, wonderful world that we have you know vivid world you know mm-hmm. and like that was it, it all came as part of a package for me mm-hmm. it you know and i learned about women i learned about how to you know uh i think how to do kind of like what 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 i, what I found is my kind of like my my level of water you know which is like girl have fun and then but not be not be committed like a, a wife you know and uh-huh. And like it all came as part of the package, you know, and wow. part of it's from abundance too, you know, if you, if you make yourself very attractive, you know, by learning and improving and doing good things in your life, then you become more attractive and then more, more, more women are attracted to you. And then, then you have more opportunities to learn, right? It's harder to learn if you're not attractive. Like if you don't improve yourself and you're just alone mm-hmm. and you're sitting in your basement, it's really hard to really grasp, I think the whole thing, you know? It's very important that you keep you keep improving yourself. In fact, all my friends, and I hope everybody listening to this podcast, is always improving themselves. You know, I'm reading a book right now, listening to an audio book, um, which is uh, Legacy of Ashes, the history of the CIA. You yeah, know? Yeah, totally. yeah, but I listen to like, I'm listening to this book, and as soon as I'm done with this book, like I watched this morning, I watched like a bunch of movies on uh, different military hardware. I watched a science thing about how electricity works this morning. I mean, I'm, I, what did I watch? Uh, what else? I, watch? I probably watched a bunch of stuff today because it's a Sunday. I just, <laughs> I just, I like, I'm always learning. I'm just always learning. And my friends are always learning. We're always like trying to improve ourselves, right? So it's not just about finding out about women. It's like finding out about life, you know? And I think, I think a lot of women are attracted to that too. Because if you make yourself a better, if you make yourself a better man, right? Women want to be with you, even if they know you're not going to commit. Yeah. Because they, because they, because they gain so much from being with you. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're like this guy's such a. I have a great time with this guy, and their friends will say, "Well, but you're not getting anything. You're not getting." But they're like, they, "It's like they, but I am kind of thing, you know. Like I am, like this guy makes my life exciting. You know, I, I enjoy this. You know, and they might get their other provider guy or whatever, you know, on the side, but they, they really enjoy being with you, and they, they kind of feel sad when they leave because they know they are losing this kind of. You know, like a lot of my girlfriends, they, they really get into audiobooks too. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. Like my last girl was quite funny because when we broke up, then she called me afterwards and she said, 
do you have any new audiobooks? And I, because I didn't really, I wasn't really, I didn't realize she got so into audiobooks because I, I play them often when I'm going to sleep, you know. Uh-huh. And then she was doing it too. She never told me. She was kind of too yeah. proud to tell me that she was doing it. But she was doing exactly the thing. She had become like an audiobook addict, you know. It's like learning new things all the time. She was just like me. She didn't care what topic it was. She's like, do you have any good ones? You know, anything's fine. You know, I'm interested in all this stuff. And I, and I thought, you know, I had really passed that on to her, this, this, this desire to learn, you know. And so, you know, it's, 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 you have much more to give as a man than just, you know what I mean, like what you think you have, you know. And you, if you keep growing, you're going to have so much to give. People will want to be around you for reasons you can't even imagine. And, you know, life can be good, you know. That's, 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 what, I, that's what I think. I, it, it's, um, life's a long journey, you know. Keep learning, keep growing. Don't, uh, don't sell yourself short. And uh, I would say that even though you're going to go through phases where you'll feel like women are the enemy, and I think that's natural. We were talking about this before, like the war of the sexes, you know. Mm-hmm. There is a war of the sexes, and we'll talk about that in another one. Yeah. The war of the sexes is true, you know, and you have to realize that it, there is some serious stuff going on, you know, uh, that you want to be uh, prepared for this battle, you know. It's, it's not just a battle of, like, modern battle. It's a battle way back to, like, when we were you know, bugs or something, you know, I mean, it's like, this is like heavy stuff, you know, okay. you know, but, but, um, that being said, like, um, I thought I lost my train of thought, but basically life is, life is freaking good. So, uh, thanks for listening and uh, subscribe to the channel. So hit the subscribe button. If you enjoyed this, if you're learning from this, please comment, please like, and, uh, and post it around. I really appreciate it because we're getting some really, really good comments. So I, uh, I can't wait to leave your, leave any idea you have. If you want to hear a certain episode or, if something didn't make sense or you want something clarified or you want you have some specific question, I'm, I'll be happy to make an episode. So Ronin Man signing off. Thank you very much for your uh, interaction and for listening to this podcast.